0: Greetings friends and Firebirds fans and welcome to the Fire and Ice podcast presented by Desert Willow Golf Resort. Fire and Ice, the official podcast of your Coachella Valley Firebirds of the American Hockey League. Coming to you from Palm Desert, California, Amir Alish-Stezka, double pad slide away from the birds' home ice of Akershire Arena. I'm your host Judd Spicer, along with this bi-monthly endeavor. Also, again, have the privilege and pleasure of serving as your Firebirds Insider for this sophomore season of Birds Hockey. Those Firebirds Insider articles can be found online at cvfirebirds.com. And, of course, that's your place for all things Firebirds, including but certainly not limited to team, roster, schedule, staff, merchandise, ticketing information. I might also recommend and suggest downloading that CB Firebirds app. Great way to get tickets for all your Birds home games and really everything happening down the way at AccraShare Arena. Speaking of the Firebirds insider, the most recent article on Birds video coach Eric Elenz. Happy to say that one was picked up by the American Hockey League. Front page of AHL.com. Per the presenting sponsor of this endeavor, Desert Willow Golf Resort. Home to the Mountain View and Firecliff Courses, respectively. Now full strength, all 36 holes. The overseed season has come and gone. Mountain View just got over uh, the overseed or got out of the overseed season right after the Christmas holiday. Also home to the excellent and on Palm Desert Golf Academy. Daily clinics. Three-day signature golf schools. Great way to improve your swing while you're here in the desert for what is now the peak season. As for those tee times for the Mountain View and Firecliff courses, you can make those online at DesertWillow.com. All right, dudes, joining me on this episode, got a great one going between the pipes with our guy Colin Zulianello. He is the goaltending coach for the CV Firebirds. He's had a lot of work this year. He's had four different guys in net. Look forward to chatting with Colin about the year to date. And we'll probably also dip into a former Firebird. We'll just kind of leave it at that. I think we all know of whom we speak. Former Firebird who is making a fine name for himself now on the national stage. Before we get to that conversation, however, let's take a moment and dip into this episode's Firebird's Freeze Frame segment. Things going well of late. For your Firebirds friends, winners of three of the last four now 17, 10, and 2, places them fifth in the Pacific Division. Although just a mere win out of third place and a fine opportunity to jump into third place for what lies ahead in days to come. As far as days behind, well, the Birds got 2024 off to an excellent start, grabbing back to back wins at Calgary. Against division leading Calgary. That New Year's Day game featured a 6 1 victory for the Birds against the Wolf. Yeah, the Wolf is in net. Scored six games, or six goals, pardon me, against reigning league MVP and two time defending goalie of the year, Dustin Wolf. Followed that up the following day. Uh, earlier this week on Tuesday with a 3-1 win against Calgary. Birds now come back home. That aforementioned opportunity to fly further up the pack division standings. That's coming right away with a double dip against Abbotsford. They are currently in third. First of those two games takes place this Saturday. January 6th, that's a 6 p.m. puck drop at home at AccraSure Arena. Going to turn it right around with Sunday afternoon game. Puck drop at 2 p.m. again versus Abbotsford. Birds then get a couple of days off before hitting the road. Sticking in Southern California for the first of these away games. This is next Wednesday, January 10th at San Diego Yeah, San Diego doesn't have a great record. Certainly not a team to be overlooked. Then they get a day off traveling to Colorado. Another back-to-back taking place for the Birds. That is Friday, January 12th, 6.05. Very specific puck drop time. Not 6 o'clock, 6.05 at Colorado on Friday the 12th. And then right again on Saturday, January 13th, 6.05. Very specific. That's at Colorado get a day off, and then the Birds will come back home for three straight games, a couple against Henderson, and then again against Calgary. Those games on the 15th, 17th, and 19th, respectively. You mentioned in the last episode, the closing episode of 2023, it's a busy stretch. It's a critical stretch after playing 25 games in the first two and a half months of the season. They're really now in the crux. They've entered the meat of this sophomore campaign of birds hockey now currently in this stretch i think we've got 15 games in the next 29 days gonna say a lot about the pacific division standings and the birds playoff standing once we get through this stretch and enter that first week of february but for now in the interim january into the onset of next month yeah dudes lot of birds games to be played as far as those playing those games let's take a look briefly at the leading scorers to date for your cv firebirds the captain max mccormick he is tied for the team lead with 24 points tied with cameron hughes that comes by virtue of a team leading tied 11 goals coupled with 13 assists cameron hughes also those 24 points seven goals with a team leading tied 17 assists as far as the gentleman with whom cam hughes is tied For that assist lead, that'd be Cole Lynn right behind those two fellows with 23 points thus far in the season, 6 goals and 17 assists. Young Logan Morrison continuing to avail himself quite well in his inaugural AHL season, 21 points, that's 7 goals and 14 assists. And Shane Wright, not far behind, with 18 total points thus far on the year. He is tied with Max McCormick with a team-high 11 goals, coupling that with 7 assists. Mention the amount of goalies that the Firebirds have had by virtue of injury and the shoots and ladders call-ups going back and forth this year. We've had four guys in goal. Ostezka, he looks to be the guy right now, playing very well of late, seeing continued improvement. He is now 5-3-1 between the pipes on the season with a 3.43 goals against average. All right, friends, all that offered, all that prefaced in this episode of Fire and Ice. Let's get to a chat with our guy, Colin Zulianello. They call him Zuli. He is the goaltending coach for your Coachella Valley Firebirds. All right, Firebirds flock. My guest on this episode of the Fire and Ice podcast is a native of thunder bay ontario applied his goalie trade for four years in college at colorado college segued that to four more years between the pipes in professional hockey between the echl and the ahl after that a fascinating career mix of goaltending coaching and teaching for the latter he does have his master's in education He is the goaltending coach for our CB Firebirds and has been from the get. They call him Zuli because everyone in hockey needs a nickname. That's what they call him at AccraSure Arena. We welcome Colin Zulianello to the Fire and Ice podcast. Hello, Zuli.
1: Hey, Judd. How's it going? Thanks for having me.
0: Appreciate your time, man. I wish you a happy New Year since this is the first show of 2024. But I think Larry David said something about wishing people a happy new year after January 3rd, something about that was annoying.
1: So yeah,
0: nonetheless, off, I'll, <laughs> I'll still wish you a happy new year.
1: Okay. So happy new year to you too. We'll break that rule. <laughs> I kind of made a, a, a
0: personal rule for myself, Colin, that, um, that I'm going to, that I'm going to, I'm going to break right here from the get is that I would stop talking about the Coachella Valley Firebirds' recent past and focus more on the present and the future. But I'd be bearing the lead, my man, if I didn't start by talking about a past player. And we're going to go back earlier this week to New Year's Day and the Winter Classic while the Firebirds were kicking the crap out of um, the Calgary Wranglers and two-time AHL Goal of the Year and reigning MVP Dustin Wolf winning that game 6-1. to Our old friend Joey Decourt was busy shutting out a very good uh, Vegas team and having nearly 50,000 people chant his name in unison. I don't know, Zuli, if you had an opportunity after the fact to go back and watch Joey's performance in the Winter Classic. Have you watched that?
1: Yeah, we actually, uh, our, our game got done and we watched the last uh, about six and a half minutes in the coach's room there in, in Calgary. and we able to hear the joy chance and watch him make one more really big save on a, on a, on Jack Eichel on an East West play. And, and, uh, you know, got to kind of from afar share in that moment with former firebird and, and, and obviously someone that, uh, that, that I'm very close with and, and had the, you know, obviously the fortune of, uh, you know, wor- working with last season. So a really cool moment for him, a really cool moment for us, obviously. And, and then I did go back and watch the clips from the game and, and uh just real happy for Joey making the most of his opportunity there and and playing the way he's playing he he he's had to put together a really nice run of games here and 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 I'm sure that uh, it'll continue.
0: Yeah, he absolutely has. I mean, if there's if there's one word, Colin, <clears throat> that comes to mind, <clears throat> pardon me, when watching Joey DeCord earn an MVP honor an accolade and a shutout on that national televised stage, if there's one word that comes to mind for you given
1: all you guys did together last year, what, what might that word be? I think it, it would be gratifying. And, 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 and I, and I think not, not necessarily for, you know, for any other reason than to, to see like how hard he's worked at his own game. Um, obviously he spent a lot of time, you know, with, with all of our coaches here last year with our strength coach, Mike Donahue, you know, they put, put in countless hours in the gym, um, the time on ice obviously with, with not only me, but with also Stu and Jess and, and Dan and then coach Eric, you know, a lens has a part in all that with, you know, with the video work that he helps put together. And so I think like for all of us, uh, it, 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 it's, it's sort of gratifying and, and and he's, he's super deserving if I could think of another. So, so gratifying for us because really cool to see all that work that he's put in and all the hands that were on deck to kind of, you know, to help him. but, but you, you can't help those that don't want to be helped. And, and he obviously, you know, he, he obviously, you know, works tirelessly at his game, both on the ice and off the ice and with video. He's a student of the game. And so I think, you know, what's been going on lately is a culmination of, of, of Joey's, you know, willingness and his, and his preparation and his work ethic. And it's really cool to see him get rewarded. Could spend the entirety of the episode talking about what Joey
0: Decord has done over the course of the last couple of weeks, but I'll just leave it at this, man. We talked about the winter classic accolade rather performance. Um, Last night uh, in the Kraken's win, the Kraken have been red hot. I think they have points in 10 straight, including six straight wins. He's now set a franchise record uh, for the longest shutout streak, uh, about 158 minutes and change. He is currently fifth in the National Hockey League in goals against. He's about a goal away from being third in that metric, by the way. And he is fourth in the National Hockey League in save percentage at .922. Dude, we are just six months away from the Joey chance at ten, uh, you know, 10,000 seat Akershire Arena. And again, just a few days now removed from nearly 50,000 people on a national stage watching what this guy can do. Does it in any way surprise you the success that he's having right now?
1: You know, I no, it doesn't. it, it Just in a the sense, there's a couple things I think for goalies, it, it's sort of we, you know, typically a lot of goalies mature a little bit later. Um, you know, I, I've spoken to goaltenders, you know, that, that we've had in this system even just kind of say, telling them like, Hey, like sometimes you just got to hang around and, you know, keep working on your game, keep being a good teammate, keep doing the things away from the rink that you need to do to keep yourself ready. And you can find yourself in an NHL game pretty quick. Um, and, and you know, which, you know, jo- Joey's opportunities, you know, the, the frequency of them are, are coming, you know, with, with Groovy being out, you know and and but the thing about joey is his preparedness is what's enabled him to to seize the opportunity and and i i watched i'm not surprised because i watched what he did day in and day out here last year um like i've, I've touched upon already just the level of preparation the work ethic the details of his game um you know the the, the, the tons of hours he he puts in with just the video work and and in the gym and on the ice and the questions he asked and, and just he just wants to get better all the time and and, and so I'm I'm not surprised at all to see that what, what he's been doing um I think I think his game you know was was you know especially in the second half of last year took a big step um and and it was just a matter of time you know for him to get that opportunity and then really awesome to watch him uh seizing that opportunity Speaking but I think so, that you know no, no, yeah, that that that, that that's uh, you know that's, that's pretty much it on on Joey. Like he's he's making the most of it, and and it, it it's been really awesome to watch him. And obviously, you know we're you know we're proud of him here, and and uh, and 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 just just hoping that he can keep this thing rolling.
0: Is there something specific you see him doing technique wise that makes you especially proud? Something that you guys may have put a lot of hours in last year that you now see him really doing well at the NHL level?
1: Yeah. You know, like jo- Joey's game was, was always very good, you know, and, and he's, he's a student of the game. And I, I think there's obviously there's tweaking and fine tuning of, uh, of many different details, but you know, like his, his game was never far off. It, it some sometimes it's a matter of getting the opportunity and, and obviously there's things that he does, you know, better than most with regards to his puck play that, you know, a lot of people have, have, have obviously talked about and, you know, his ability to, you know, to, to read and process the game is, you know, is, is, is very high. Um, it's elite. And, you know, so I think, I think there were, there was always little fine tuning, you know, bits here and there. Um, not one specific thing jumps out because a lot of his game was really good already. And it was just a matter of, of some small tweaks and some small adjustments and, and, and um, you know, and, and then obviously now, you know, watching it kind of come to fruition in, in the biggest stage and, you know, it's been, it's been really cool. Speaking with somebody in the Firebirds organization, Colin, uh, earlier
0: today and this individual used a couple words that came to mind, When I personally was was watching Joey Decord in the Winter Classic. And the two words that really jump out to me are pride. And you use that one because of how much we enjoyed watching him play, how much we saw him play, how much we enjoyed his truly infect infectious personality that rippled throughout the team and the organization. Another word that this individual used was ownership. We took we took a certain ownership in enjoying being a part of his process to what is now, he's on the verge of, of national stardom after that Winter Classic game. And to me, after having a couple of days to think about it, I mean, this is the thesis, Colin, of what the American Hockey League and the Firebirds can do. One day, you're on the Burger Iceplex, where I go and skate doing a, a Firebirds practice and six months later, man, the world can know your name. I mean, to me, this is what the American Hockey League can potentially be all about. Does that speak to you?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we saw with obviously with Ty Cartier and and, you know, his opportunity last year and making the most of it. And, you know, then finding himself a roster spot or earning himself a roster spot, we'll say. You know with the Kraken this year and then obviously what Joey's doing and you know Riker Evans has spent some time there another good young obviously good young player and 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 so this this is the essence of the league I mean it is a development league uh, you know our job is obviously we all want to win championships and that's that's obviously such a huge part of it and it's not lost on any of us you know and that being said there there's also you know a, a, an, an all equally important side of our job which is to develop to develop players and and to provide them the opportunity to Sure, and if they get the call, they're they're ready to be interjected into Seattle's lineup and and and, ha- and you know and to do great things. And we've seen that from both tied, Joey, and you know Riker had some success early on when as soon as he got called up as well. And they're you know and like Lindy and Potsy and all these guys go up and they you know you a whack of our guys, devin Shore, that have you know gone up and and you know performed well. And that's that's in essence you know a big part of our job is is to ensure that that's the case and so you know Joey obviously for this organization is is a feel good story in the sense that we saw this guy take a huge step in his game last year um, you know and 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 be fantastic for us down the stretch and then now getting an opportunity earning an opportunity with Seattle and watching him do much of the same only at the next level it just shows our players that that they're not far away that they they are one opportunity and one break away from having the, the potential to showcase what they can do and and to, to make the most of it. And I think that that's, that's a really important part of, of this of this team and then obviously this league.
0: Friends, you're tuning in to the Fire and Ice podcast presented by Desert Willow Golf Resorts, the official podcast of your CV Firebirds of the American Hockey League. My guest is CV goaltending coach Colin Zulianello. Colin, in recent post-game pressers, started to ask Dan Bilesma a little bit more about i think the word that comes to mind most is identity uh granted reference the 6-1 game that you guys won on new year's day over a division leading calgary but we have not seen like we did last year a lot of 6-1 wins or 5-1 wins that we got used to all these goals this is a little different team as we now get to game number 30 and near the mid of this sophomore season of firebirds hockey it's a different identity that is taking shape? I think that we can all see it. We're all getting used to it. Winning games this year might be more about three, one or three, two than winning six, nothing or winning five, one. What is the identity that you see taking shape with the birds as we get deeper into the second season?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think, yeah. I mean, no, no, two teams are alike. No two seasons will be alike. And that's a hard thing as, as, as a, as a fan. And it's also a hard thing as a coach. Sometimes when you have a lot of similar pieces in place and, you know the the idea there is can you replicate what you've done the year before and so on. but but it, it it's it's never really the case right so you have a new group in the sense that these, this team has not been assembled before so yeah we have some of this you know returning players there's been some changes and so yeah you know we as a group you know need to form our our own new identity we're not the firebirds of 22 23 or the firebirds of 23 24 and so i think that that's that's sometimes you know hard and it t- it also takes time and i think that you know, earlier in the year, we were still creating a lot of offense, offensive chances. Pucks just weren't going in. I think that it's it's been similar. Um, you know, the last bunch of games, we we found in that a little bit more. I think we've had a little bit more of a blue collar approach in the sense that we're, you know, we're gonna we're gonna put pucks into hard areas for for the goaltenders, the opposing goaltenders to contend. We're gonna have guys going to the net where we don't always need to make the pretty play. We we, we, we can be a little bit more blue collar with with our approach, and I and I think that. Um, you know, that that typically you know makes it challenging on the goaltender. We, we we've done a good job of working hard to get inside and, and, and to, to make it hard for goal, the opposing goaltenders to see pucks. We did a really good job of it in Calgary. And, and it's not that we weren't getting chances before, Judd, we were right. and, and pucks just pucks just weren't going in. I think there's you know some statistics that would tell us that we are top of the league and expected goals. So so that to, to say that we're no longer offensive would be really misleading. It's just a matter of pucks going in. And then us, you know, us us just, you know, elevating our, our, our work and, and our and our habits to to make sure that we're you know that we're we're doing all we can do to make it challenging for the opposing goaltender. And and I look at it a little bit more that way, obviously, given my role. Um, you know, systems and structure wise, you know, there's there's you know, the, the, the team has been playing well. So it's not like it's not like we're 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 doing things way differently than last year. It's that's not the case. I think I think you know in games where we've, where we've scored some goals, we've likely just executed slightly better. Um, you know, and, and our focus, you know, obviously has to be to like how we defend and, and, and what do we do to keep pucks out of our net? And so we've done a decent job of it. You know, we can, we can improve in, in that area and we can also improve at you know, a generating offense as well. The thing is, is as a coach you're never really satisfied. Right. So, <laughs> so it's, it's hard. Like even when you're first in the league and expected goals and, you know, we've got one of the lowest goals against in our, in our division and in the league and you're still not satisfied. You still know that there's nights where there was, you know, you know, goals we could have stopped and and, and goals we should have scored. And I think that's kind of just the nature of, you know, of coaching and, and, um, but yeah, you're, you're right to say that the the team is different. It's not the same, Um, but, but we, we have a great team and, and I think we're, we're finding, we're finding our, you know, our team identity. And, and, and I think it's, you know, it's, it's in the locker room. We have a good feeling. The culture is there. The identity is there. And now it's just a matter of, you know, driving that into some results, which, you know, w- w- which came on the, the last couple of games in Calgary and, and and we feel pretty good about where we're at, but there's still lots of work to do.
0: It sounds almost contrarian to say Colin, but I think if you asked most hockey people that be yourself and coaches and people that, help put together the team and the architects of the team, people that have been around hockey a long time. And you ask them, you know, a, a five, one style game versus a more like use the phrase blue collar. And I think that very much applies that kind of grinding a little more grit, a little more physicality, a you know, three, two t- style win. A lot of hockey people will be like, hell yeah, I want that three, two style team. And I want that three, two style win maybe a little more so than what we saw last year with, a bit more of the speed, a bit more of the scoring. I mean, it's 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 become obvious. Um, the the aesthetic, it just looks different. It's starting to look like a little different style play. Would you personally prefer that kind of grinding, gritty 3-2 win that we're starting to see more this year?
1: I mean, I'll take any win, Judd, to be honest. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care what, what, what the goals are, but... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I I, I think so. I, I I think you know you look you look in the playoffs and the teams that that typically go far in the playoffs are, are, are teams that are willing to play that style because the game changes a little bit in the playoffs. There's a lot less room on the ice. It feels like there's you know it's tighter. Um, typically, as much as we we, we we can argue, it shouldn't be that it's called a little bit differently from an officiating standpoint. And and uh, and, and it, it it's just sort of it, it, it's it's somewhat of a different game and and I think and I think there's nothing wrong with playing those close games that are more tight checking that are you know that are that that goals are harder to come by there, there there's nothing wrong with those games because that ends up being a little bit of uh, of a playoff makeup of a team so if you can play in a bunch of those in the regular season then you're sort of battle tested for the playoffs
0: and you made my point for me and that's exactly why I think a lot of hockey people are are fine with that in the regular season because of everything you just said what we saw last year When the rubber hits the road in a lot of those playoff games, there are going to be one-goal games. So if you're a little more tempered for that in the regular season, I think it can lend itself to what is hopefully a lengthy playoff run. Let's get to this, Colin. Last year, a lot of us forget. I mean, we saw so much Joey Decord. We saw Joey Decord play every minute of uh, every playoff game. I believe it was 28 all told. But you did ultimately, over the course of the season, work with four different netminders who appeared and that has been the case more overtly here in this season. You have worked with four different goalies uh, split between them. We've got uh, 15 games for Chris Drieger. We'll see what happens with Philip Grubauer up in uh, Seattle. Maybe we'll have Drieger back. We don't know who's to say. Uh, Shteska has continued to impress and improve. He has played 10 games uh kale morris has played four games jack lafontaine not exactly sure of his health status he has appeared in three different games has that made your job harder in this season working with four guys that have yeah. really kind of split all that time
1: yeah i know like re- real lucky to just work with good guys so i so i think um, you know the fortunate part and all that is that that all of them are really easy to work with and 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 you know had seasons in the past where it's similar I spent a year in stockton and in calgary system where we had three almost all year and so you kind of just get used to you know to, to to you know to to have the ability to, i guess to to service all three guys like to make sure that you're a service to all you know your goaltenders and and find the time to do it and get a little bit creative with scheduling and and do those different things and as far as you know, as far as the the goalies themselves, I mean, like they're they're professionals, right? So they come to the rink ready to work and ready to compete. And, 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 um, you know, typically, you know, if you're, if you're not a good person, you're likely not in this stage of your hockey career anyway, having an opportunity to play for a team like Coachella Valley. And so, so they're obviously good people. So, so I, I would say, no, like the job is, is, is not, you know, overly challenging that way. I mean, obviously there's, you know, you, you gotta learn and know four different, you know, goaltenders' jobs instead of, you know, two and know know their style of play and their structure and everything else. But but at the end of the day, like they're they're easy to work with and and I enjoy it. And, and that that's part of the fun of the job is is to, you know, is it's to help them and and uh you know, work with them and, you know, fine tune details, make those adjustments. And it, it's, it's sort of the fun part of the job. So, so I'd be lying to say that, that, that I didn't like it. So, and, and like I said, we've been fortunate enough to have, you know, four great, four great guys, four great goalies and get an opportunity to work with them has been good.
0: And the stats back that up all four of those guys for the most part, uh, except for, you know, kind of a clunker here or there, all four of those guys have availed themselves pretty damn well for the Firebirds uh, this season. All we've come to know him a little bit more. I mean, as it stands right now, we'll see what happens. Been a season of shoots and ladders, a lot of ups and downs. Hopefully the Kraken kind of even things out health-wise, and we can kind of thereby even out our roster a little bit more. It seems to have quieted and quelled in recent weeks where there hasn't been as many transactions. I think that's going to serve the Firebirds well. But talk to us about uh, All We We've seen... What I feel safe to say is a rapid improvement. Um, And and we can just go right back to that new year's day game against the first place Calgary team. Yeah. We got the six goals and that's going to grab the headline, but he had himself another excellent game between the pipes. What have you seen for his progression over the course of the season?
1: Yeah, real good. I mean, I think his obviously the game in Tucson, they, you know, they got three quick goals on us and, and, and and we took Stez out and put, uh, put Kale in and, you know, sometimes you do that to change momentum and and whatever else, and, and it wasn't like they were they were bad goals. It was just you know we need to do something to switch it up and and um, but but if you look at, you know his, the four previous starts you know that he's had they they've all been very, very good and and I think that what what what's hard to you know to understand or to know um, as a fan of the game or an outsider to understand is is that that Alex has been playing the last bunch of years in Europe. In a game that's extremely different, um, you know, different size rinks, uh, different ways that teams attack. It's a different style, different structure, and and in it's it would be it would be naive to think that he was just going to come in and hit the ground running. And and I've worked with other goalies from. I worked with David Riddick when I was in Calgary. It's another guy from the Czech Republic, and you know it, it takes these guys you know a few months to get adjusted. There, there there's some differences, and you know plays are on you quicker. Um, you know, teams there possess the puck more and they don't throw as much to the net. There's not as much traffic in front of the net. Um, you know, you have more time to read plays just because of the way that they attack. And so I think there's some major structural differences in the game that that are that have to be learned. And you, you're not going to get that doing, you know, an NHL training camp and a couple of preseason games. It takes real live reps, you know, at this level. And, um, and, and I feel like he's become more and more comfortable. We've obviously worked on it in practice and identified it in video. And, and, and he's, he's, he's become a lot more comfortable, um, you know, playing, you know, a style and, and, and a structure that's going to enable him to have success here, but he had to make some changes and and changes don't come overnight. And so I've been real happy for him. I thought he was having his best game of the year against Ontario in the game that he got injured. And it was yeah. really unfortunate the way it happened. And, you know, now you're, now you're, he's out. He's out for three weeks, and and he comes back from that, and it's almost like a little bit of a reset. So now we've got to get him back to where he was, you know, before uh, before that happened. And I think he's done a remarkable job, and I think that like, as you pointed out, the improvement has has been has been notable for sure.
0: And I was going to spare the fact that you did have to yank him in that one tucson game wait yeah
1: yeah it's part of the game john, john it's part of the game it happens to the best best of us and and the, and the good thing is, is is you can look at that a couple of different ways but you know we we took him out and then we you know we, we played him the very next game and he he has his best game of the season and which which speaks to his you know mental toughness and his ability to bounce back and, and you know he he has a very good game and like you said the score was 6-1 but there was some breakaway stops when it was a one goal game and there, there were some chances that they had when that when the score was a lot closer that that you know he was able to keep the puck out of the net and give us an opportunity to to you know to get to our game and and, and to find our offense and and, and then we did and then obviously provided a you know made to keep it that way
0: Briefly, uh, Kale Morris, we've seen him in uh, four games. He had an unbelievable Firebirds uh, uh, debut, kind of a spot start, and uh, he was very impressive. He's continued to basically play at a, a level not dissimilar. Uh, he's had three of his four games have been really good. Uh, again, briefly on him, uh, the skill set that you see from uh, from Kale Morris.
1: Yeah, Kale's a good goalie. He's a really good goalie. And 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 I, I've known him for a while now. He was playing uh, in Rockford for a friend of mine in the Chicago Blackhawks system. So I watched him there and um, and, and uh, playing for another buddy of mine in the ECHL was his head coach. And it was during COVID. I was back in Thunder Bay teaching and I was kind of helping being a uh, satellite goalie coach from afar. So I'm very familiar with Kale's game. He's an American League level goaltender that just found himself in the ECHL this year based on numbers. And so very capable, very simple game. Um, I like how I like how he plays. He doesn't chase the game at all. Um, he's he he's he's just he's solid in the net and and and, and uh very good. He's a Mike Richter award winner for the best goalie in college hockey when he was at Notre Dame. So this is a this is a very good goaltender um and, and extremely capable at this level. Speaking of decorated
0: college hockey goalies, Jack Lafontaine, he was a Hobie Baker finalist. Well, at the University of Minnesota, I believe I described him to head coach Dan Bilesman, a different postgame presser, as owning boyish enthusiasm. And I don't think Dan, in his very wry way, refused to ever repeat that phrase. But he's got something. He's an interesting guy. He seems to have a real buoyancy, uh, a lot of energy. Um, again, I don't want to speak to a, to a player's health. I'm not sure when he'll be back. What have you seen thus far out of Jack LaFontaine in his three
1: games for the birds? Yeah. Yeah. Jack, he he's not, he's a very good goaltender. The guy (laughs) made the jump from college hockey to the NHL in one year. So, I mean, so, so, so there, 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 there obviously is some very good pedigree there and um you know he's continued to refine his game year by year yet yeah he had a small sample size in the american hockey league last year who put up some sparkling numbers and and another capable guy and 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 very good and and um, uh, you know like like that that's what i was saying before i mean the four goalies that that i've had an opportunity to work with you know this year it's they're they're all very very good talented goaltenders that um that that find themselves in you know in, in a position where they've gotten an opportunity for one reason or another are making the most of it. So, but yeah, Jack's enthusiastic. He's he's he yes he 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 is uh, he a great personality. He's he's a lot of fun to work with, and 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 obviously he's played very well in the two full games that he's that he's played for us. And you know he's um, yeah he he he's, he's an American League level goaltender, just like Kale and just like Alish. And you know they're they're guys that. You know at any point in their career could see a a, a steep rise in opportunity because they have the skill set it's just a matter of you know getting an opportunity and then you know and sometimes it's a bit of a numbers game and so, else, so on and so forth with regards to you know team having room to play and whatever else but but you know jack and kale are starting the year in the ECHL for the kansas city mavericks could be starting the year in any american league organization playing for them as as they've demonstrated when they've gotten the opportunity
0: Let's close out with this one. I kind of shortchanged you at the outset. Uh, I mean, the Masters of Education. I mean, you're a teacher, and we talked about this last year for a Firebirds Insider article. Between your goalie coaching and uh, your your goalie school, giant goaltending in Thunder Bay, uh, I mean, you're teaching for the better part of a decade, uh, if if memory serves, uh, before your full-time gig now uh, with the Firebirds for the last couple of years. Uh, We talked about your uses and implementation of science and math. Those seem like the kind of sweet spots for how you implement that into uh, your goalie teaching. What would you say about yourself, man, now that we've had some time between that conversation and this one, you more of a a coach at heart or a teacher at heart, Colin?
1: Yeah, I I think the two go hand in hand. Like for me, (laughs) it's, 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 they're, they're, they're not far off from one another. I mean, obviously like, you know if, if the venue I get to teach slash coach in happens to be a hockey arena then I then I'm feeling pretty good about the opportunity that I, that, that I have obviously and it's not to say that the classroom isn't a great place either but but obviously I'm passionate about hockey and I'm passionate about teaching and I feel like coaching is kind of the the sort of the synergy of the two and and so I feel real fortunate to be to get this opportunity and to do what I love and and but I think like I think I do bring a lot of what what I've learned in education with me with with regards to you know, organization and how to present material, how to package material, um, and then you know beyond that, there's a lot of you know the ability to manage the dynamic of different relation, you know, different personalities, and then how does that help you form you know quality relationships? And I think for me, that's that's the best part of the job is 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 getting to know these these goalies as people, and 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 basically you know becoming to a point where years after I've finished coaching them, I would imagine that we'll still be in touch as a lot of my former goaltenders and I are. And I think that that's sort of, you know, the mark of, uh, you know, have you been impactful? And I think that um, that, you know, that that way, when I turn on a TV and I watch Joy DeCord pitch a shutout in the Winter Classic, I can, you know, I, I know that that, you know, not only, you know, have we helped each other as, you know, with the with the coach to goalie relationship, but we've also had an impact on each other you know, on a personal level and, and, um, and, and it's fun to exchange a text or two after a game like that and, and, and understand, you know, you know, be reminded of, of, of what our time together meant to both of us. So, so I think that that's just one example. It happens sort of frequently and, and, um, I think that's sort of the best part of the job. So I think, and you get that in teaching too. I bump into former students in the grocery store in Thunder Bay and <laughs> Mr. Z, how you doing? You know, and, you know, and it's, it's, it's funny. I don't always remember every single Name, but I remember their face, and and it's and it's it, it that that's a cool part of the job as well. So I think I think both those things, you know, I guess in a weird way to go back to the word earlier, are kind of gratifying, right? To know that you kind of had an impact on not only what they were doing at the time, but on their life overall. So I think that's probably the best part of both jobs.
0: Colin Zulianello, thank you for teaching us something today. We'll look forward to seeing you and your students slash charges in net this weekend, double dip against Abbotsford. Thanks for your time, Zuli. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on, Judd. Take care. All right, friends. It's going to wrap it up for this January 6 2024 episode of the Fire and Ice Podcast presented by Desert Willow Golf Resort. So appreciative of your time. Your interest, your ears, your enthusiasm, and continued support for this endeavor. Someday I'll I'll step back sometime in the near future. I don't know, maybe sometime next month. Give you a little look behind the curtain at some of the stats. But happy to say that the endeavor is going well. Fire and Ice podcast listeners around the country and around the world. So again, continued appreciation for all your interest in this endeavor. Further appreciation, of course, goes not only to this episode's guest, Colin Zulianello goaltending coach for your cv firebirds but also and additionally the presenting sponsor of this program desert willow golf resort that's just about three miles away from AcroShore arena you can make it a great putt to puck day go tee up play 18 play 36 at the mountain view and Firecliff courses at desert willow and skate it on over just down the way take cook i would take cook to varner over to a birds game at Acreshire Arena. Get your tee times online for the Mountain View and Firecliff courses, respectively. Or check out the awesome and on-site Palm Desert Golf Academy. They got everything going now here in the peak season from daily clinics to excellent three-day signature golf schools. You can find it all online at DesertWillow.com. Thanks again for tuning in, folks. Hope your respective 2024s are off to an excellent start. We will see you soon at the Bird's Barn at Acreshire Arena. And until then, and always remember, one valley, one team, rising together.